0: Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 15. Today's episode concludes our very short series, Voyages of the Starship Raptor, set in a campy, Star Trek-esque universe. It is played using John Harper's lasers and feelings, aided by the mythic GM emulator. The players are many of my gaming companions from the early aughts, In this episode, we had an additional voice, Garrett.
1: So what happened last week?
0: It was good to be back around the table together again, even if it was just virtually. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So we're gonna start with constructing a character for Garrett. Now there's two characters that were mentioned in the previous section of the game but did not have any lines on screen. So you could be one of those two. One of them is Darcy, the captain of the ship, who has been in a medical pod, suffering the saionic effects of a previous encounter this whole time.
1: And who is Jare calling Mr. Darcy behind his back? I I would have gone for Marcy Darcy myself.
0: (laughs) So at the end of the first half of the story, they learned a little bit about some, some dealings that Captain Darcy had with the enemy hive. And they were trying to think that they might attempt to resuscitate Darcy and interact with him. So if you were interested in being Darcy, you could be him. The other uh, character who was mentioned but did not appear on screen is the spy that Darcy has implanted with the hive ship that is nearby. So there's a hive ship in the area. Our players believe that that hive ship sabotaged the nacelles of the raptor and stole the void crystals that power it. So... It's up to you if one of those characters sounds appealing to you.
1: Does the spy have a name?
0: No. No, the spy does not have It, it could be Marcy. Who knows?
1: <laughs> it's going to be McGee or something.
0: Do you want to be the spy?
1: Yeah, I'll be the spy.
0: Okay. So we have to set a few qualities of your character now?
1: I'm going to be a, a hotshot explorer, if that's possible. Oh,
0: okay. Somebody did his homework.
1: I had to do something while this thing was loading up.
0: Okay. Are you uh, a gentleman or a lady?
1: Uh, I mean, I've never been called a gentleman, but I'll, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> Hotshot Explorer. Okay, and...
1: My goal is to meet sexy aliens.
0: Well, choosing a spy assignment aboard an alien ship, good way to earn that. Exactly. And did you choose a number for your skill?
1: Five. I'm going to be all lasers.
0: And you will want to roll underneath five. That takes care of that, then. All right, so since you're going to be the spy... We are going to start with a scene featuring you. And, and your name is McGee?
1: It's McGee or something.
0: McGee or something. Uh-huh.
2: Is that first name McGears and then last name Umthing? you're <laughs> trying one? to make it work.
1: I think it's McGee or and then last name something.
2: Okay.
0: So Captain Darcy approached you a few months ago about a secret undercover mission that could make you rich. But... That didn't necessarily push your buttons, and so he told you that there was all sorts of sexy aliens that you could meet under the course of this job. That, in fact, he was seeking to implant you among the Hive. The Hive are, uh, right now, the main rivals of the Consortium. In space, there's territorial uh, disputes and things like that. Captain Darcy entrusted you to bear a message to a subset of the Hive about the opportunity for making a fortune by selling void crystals back to the consortium. So the Hive doesn't use void crystals to power their technology, but the consortium does. And so Darcy's plan was the Hive, you know, they're going to get involved in scuffles with trading ships and consortium, things like that. If they happen to acquire a bunch of void crystals in the process of doing that, then he would work as the kind of go-between. He knows where the, the markets are and things like that. And he would periodically meet up with, with you and uh, check on progress and things like that for the ultimate goal of getting a shipment of these void crystals to sell.
1: So this is like an ongoing thing. This isn't just like a one...
0: He hasn't done the selling part yet. Okay. The hive are ant-type people.
1: Oh, so sexy. <laughs>
0: All right, so no money has actually been made in this get-rich-somewhat-quick scheme yet.
3: <laughs> Somewhat-quick. Quick on a
2: galactic base.
0: You have sent messages to Darcy periodically, and he's met you a couple times for updates. Okay. But recently, the hive ship you are on, I had been going to ask you for a name for your hive ship. These are an ant-type people. Do you have a good name for the ship that you're on?
1: Uh, well, it should just be like, it's like, it's hive-eight-six- One Z.
0: Okay. So you've been traveling around on the Zed, and lately you started following a potential consortium ship that they were planning to harvest the Void Crystals from.
4: Guys,
3: I don't think Jen's American anymore. She just said Zed.
5: (laughs) Ooh, secret Canadian.
0: So your ship had been tracking this consortium vessel intending to steal the crystals. And as you got closer, you realized it was the Raptor. Captain Darcy's ship, but the hive—they didn't seem to see a problem with this. They're like, "Oh, potential!" Sorry, I need to remember my hive voice. Oh, potential void crystals—they are worth money. <laughs> I'm supposed to try to talk like a super large smiling ant, and um, it's difficult.
1: You're doing—you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't even like to say giant smiling ant. I could hear it. <laughs>
0: So you, you sent an encrypted message to Captain Darcy that the hive was was looking to, to harvest from the raptor itself, but you didn't hear back from him. And so for like hours, you tried to get your message out and there was no response. And then the hive sent their hivesters out to hive. harvest the crystals from the nacelles. And so helpless, you watched from Hive 861Z as the nacelles were detached from the raptor and the hive crystals extracted. Now, the nacelles have been magnetically resucked back onto the raptor's hull, and there's work crews out there trying to assemble things. But the hivesters have just returned to 861Z, and they are carrying in void crystals. So this means that the raptor is dead in the water. And so... My question to you is: Is there anything you'd like to do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they like they don't know like the the hive doesn't know that I'm working with the consortium.
0: Yes, tell us about your disguise. Are you? Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I well, I mean, it's it's campy, right? So oh
0: yeah, this is 1970s Doctor Who ish.
1: I'm thinking I have a t-shirt with, like, a big ant on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: Zero effort.
1: And yet it works. Like, it's the, the glasses Clark Kent thing. You know, it's just like, whoa, where'd Superman go?
0: So you are, you are pretending? To- or
1: they just accept that, uh, I mean, I think, like, the... In in game terms, they just sort of accept that they're working with an alien.
0: Yeah, they they can. If you want that to be the case, then it can't be. Like we're we're kind of like establishing right. the situation for your character. So if that's how you want to play it.
1: So they think he's just like a, a spacer who happens to like have a connection to sell. Yeah. To sell void crystals.
5: Yeah, that that can work.
1: But uh, but he does. He, he wears a t shirt with a big ant on it.
5: Okay. And yeah, you know, he finds ant people attractive. Clearly.
1: <laughs> clearly
0: well the sexy ones maybe i mean <laughs> there could be unsexy ones as well
1: not not that many
0: <laughs> so at this moment this is the moment when you discover they have the void crystals okay of the raptor you you see them unloading their little uh ant pod uh-huh.
1: so who's the like what size ship are you imagining like is this like a little
0: it hasn't been established but i i was thinking it was something that was on the order of like crew size of maybe like thirty or forty
1: okay, so something where it's like it's easy to to just sort of go to the captain and be like and talk to her
0: yeah and and I would say this is this is comparable in size Or
1: the the queen the queen I guess but
0: comparable in size to the crew complement of the Raptor itself
1: okay yeah so I, I go to the the queen captain whoever's in charge of the 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 hive. The Zed, I see them unloading the, the crystals from the, the docking bay, uh, make my way to the, the captain. I'm like, so it's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good haul you just pulled in there.
0: We will make so much money from these. Look at the quality of these crystals and they will work. They will work in consortium ships. People will want to buy them. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I can, I can get you a, a buyer.
0: She caresses your shoulder with one of her antenna things.
1: <laughs> Antenna things. Eh,
0: they could be antennas.
1: So I'm like, oh, so you you have a buyer in mind, or uh, do you need me to hook you up?
0: Oh, we are we are trusting to your abilities. You have uh, you have spoken highly of yourself in the past. Soon soon we will have enough to put you to the test.
1: Good, <laughs> awesome. Good. Let me check out the. I'm going go back down and check out the quality of these things. Okay. And I leave the conversation again. On my whatever secret mic thing I have, (laughs) like, Darcy, Darcy, come in, Darcy.
0: Okay, Jason and Mike, you were in sickbay. Delta was performing brain analysis slash surgery on Elvis, and... At the same time, you were monitoring like some psychic phenomenon going on with Elvis and what the readings coming off the pod on Darcy was, and that there was an encryption, and you had managed to kind of crack through the encryption, and you had reviewed some logs of the types of messages you'd been that had been coming into Darcy, messages warning him that the hive was was going after the void crystals, and that the raptor was a target, and that the whole plan to make money was going to unravel. Uh, at now, at this point, uh, a new message comes in, and you hear what Garrett just said, Darcy. While the probes are in Elvis's brain and it is hooked up to the Thingamabobber on the medical pod, you are able to communicate uh, with uh, Migor via this communication network. So uh, have that.
1: Darcy, come in, come
5: in. Um, uh, so- sorry, I was, I was on the can. Um, yeah, what? What's up? What, what do you need? Darcy's
0: voice sounds a little different to you, Migor.
1: he doesn't have to roll for that
0: (laughs) uh we we roll every now and then uh for for something significant to happen something that has risk and
5: cost associated with it and i don't think we're at that point yet
1: yeah yeah Uh, who is this this isn't darcy
5: oh no 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 it, it it totally is that that hack down in sick bay was running some tests, uh, trying to give me a routine physical and like screwed up something. They tried to intubate me. Don't understand why that was necessary, but you know, a little scratchy. Uh, but yeah, no, go on. Go is this, on.
1: is this the Raptor? Are you on the Raptor?
5: Of course I'm on the Raptor. Where, where, where else would I be?
1: Look, I can get your crystals back, but oh. I need, I need to talk to captain Darcy.
5: Well, you're talking to Captain Darcy.
0: That was definitely far more rambling than uh, Captain Darcy (laughs) usually gets involved in. Uh, At this point, I will ask, uh, Garrett, do you wish Magor to have previously been a member of the crew, or do you wish him to be an unknown?
1: Probably previously a member of the crew.
0: So like someone who died tragically and was shifted off onto this, or someone who left on an important mission?
1: Darcy sent me on the important mission.
0: Okay. So, in that case, this level of rambling, I will say, is very, it sounds very similar to the science expert that, uh, (laughs) head science officer, Elvis Skullcusher, QD. (laughs)
1: Elvis (sighs) Skullcrusher, Elvis, is it you? Uh, No. uh, Are you sure? No.
5: I, I told you it's Darcy. Like, (laughs) <laughs> How do we get these crystals back?
3: He's, cl- he's clearly not buying it.
5: <laughs> you hear a second voice say over
0: the line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, do, I rec- do, do I recognize that do? other voice? Come on. <sighs> I'm terrible at this.
0: It has like no emotion, no inflection to it. You, you suspect, particularly since Medbay has been mentioned, you suspect that it is the ship's android doctor, Delta.
1: The uh, medical doctor? Sure. <sighs> Look, uh, Skullcrusher, just put me on with with the droid.
5: I, who, who the hell is this?
1: I, I'm not authorized to speak to anybody but Captain Darth. <laughs> Can we recognize the voice?
2: The android might.
0: Yes, actually, I, I would say like medical banks or wise. You know, like you, you keep you keep the files in all the ship's crews and stuff. And uh, with him having mentioned like not authorized, uh, you do know that one of the ship's crew members is currently on a, a secret mission. Migor or something? Mi- M- Migor or something?
1: It's McGee or something.
0: McGee or something.
1: McGee. That's what they tell you to name your character. Come with a cool space name, like Sparks McGee or something.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. He is the, uh, the hot shot of the crew. and uh, It's no surprise to you that he'd be entrusted with an important secret mission by Darcy.
3: The, is this the classified mission that the captain sent you on? Has it gone awry? Uh,
1: you might say that.
5: Oh, I oh, did say oh. that. McGeer something. Did that space chlamydia clear up for you?
1: No, thanks to, to your science expertise. I, I, I swear it that vitamin the wrong D was, doctor. was,
5: was, was just <laughs> supposed to work next time we're going with the Clorox. <laughs> Knock that
1: right out. Um, look, what, what's going on over there? Where's Darcy?
5: In indis- despair. Posed at the moment um it's been a very long moment um he's, he's had a bit of a medical turn and we, you know, we were we we're actually just trying to work on him when you know when the nacelles went sideways where are you by the way
1: uh <laughs> i'm on the ship that just stole your void crystals
5: really really now, oh. my, now i'm almost sorry i gave you the vitamin d
1: Look, Darcy, uh, you know, sent me over here trying to buy crystals from the Hive as, they've, as they take them from other people. We, ni- we neither of us ever expected that they'd be stealing them from us.
5: Well, that's a, that's a brilliant plan. So how the heck do we get them back without you getting busted over there?
1: Uh, does the Hive have like escape pods or something?
0: I think it's unlikely that the Hive has escape pods. Individual lives of drones don't matter terribly much. Like they transfer all their knowledge and things like that. Mm -hmm. They do have the little hipsters. No, sorry. Hivesters. (laughs) Same thing. They have the little Hivesters. There's little sorty vessels that they they used to enact their heist. Uh, The Raptor also has like a shuttle pod type thing. Okay. So it is on the table for either side to be able to have a vessel
1: to be able to get back and forth how how big are these void crystals like is it like uh you can stick some in your pockets you need a semi a semi to move them or like what's so the...
0: what do you guys think these could be like chewbacca style bandolier this could be like backpack kind of like jetpacky size things
2: i was kind yeah. of considering like oil barrels um, Something quite that
4: big, maybe a suitcase like heavy yeah. suitcase kind
3: of. You conceivably could strap one to your back. It, I mean, it'd be bulky, but
1: possible.
0: Awesome. Okay, so we're talking about like a a few backpacks of material.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and how how much move do I have around the ship? Like how much movement? Like how much do they watch me? The ants. You
0: can move around the ship pretty casually, but right now there's tons of ants. Well. 30 or so. Uh, like They're they very much focused on the the crystals and bringing them in and things like that and yeah. checking their quality. And there's also like a, like a cargo hold of the other crystals they've acquired while you've been working this with them.
1: Oh, okay.
0: If you want to try and like sneak and grab some or something like that,
1: mm-hmm.
5: that's when I would have you make a, a roll.
1: What? That's important? <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, so All right. we may be able to lend a hand over here We've, we've had a kind of a uh, I mean shall we say opportunistic uh, scientific development over here when your your little friends left some of their tools outside and um, oh there was some goo and yeah yada 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 I'm now turning into an ant person um,
1: <laughs>
3: what? yes, it's really interesting to watch.
5: Elvis are you single? Oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Not, uh, <laughs> but the but the upside is, Belt and I have been working on getting access to the the chatter over there in the hive, yeah, you know, hive talking is as we we call it. Um, so hive talking, nice.
0: I, It makes me think of the airplane, and they're like, "Oh, do you speak Jive? <laughs> I
5: speak hive.
1: Do you speak hive?
5: Yes. So conceivably, I mean, the trick is doing this without them getting in my head, because then, then you know, cover's blown. But we could potentially do a little bit misdirection and convince them that they needed to go here, do that, drop shields, you know, overload their warp core, what have you.
1: Uh, I don't see how that benefits us. <laughs> it's like, all right, so you can, you can communicate with them
5: like, telepathically? yeah yeah because I mean that, that's I, I'm sure you know being over there that's how they do things.
0: It is pretty quiet over there other like there's chittering noises and then they only He's
5: just now realizing
0: they only speak out <laughs> loud when they are speaking with you.
1: uh-huh, sure it's like huh
0: It adds to their allure they're they're mysterious.
1: the whole time I thought they were just very introverted <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of crystals over here. I could probably use some help getting them out. Do we have a nickname for, like, the dropship or whatever the...
5: Whatever you give it.
1: The Talon, um, the Raptor's Talon. Do you guys, uh, does the Talon have power still?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't mess with that, so I think we'd be good there.
1: Do we have soldiers on this ship?
2: Just explore.
1: <laughs> it's like Matt and Jare have been quiet, so I'm hoping they're packing well, like, like, something. So
0: Jare's character is, uh, is the closest that there is to a soldiery type person. Um, he is also an explorer, but he is more intrepid than Hotshot. And Matt's character is is an envoy type person. So if you guys are going to do any sort of distract the hive's attention to something while we slip in or slip out and do stuff, then I think Matt is going to be, sorry, I believe Laurie Gelbert is going to be the one who can distract, maybe combined with uh, Elvis Skullcrusher, I think they would be the ones for creating that sort of Uh, social distraction
1: Mm -hmm. skull crusher is it possible for you and the envoy to if you can create some kind of distraction but you know can you send what could you send fraser over here in the talon and i i can maybe sneak and get us some crystals and get out of here
5: i i think we could do that yeah yeah no i i definitely think we could make that happen what if like, Delta, do you think we could get me maybe even more ant-like such that I could appear on the screen and say I've taken over the raptor?
3: Sure. <laughs> wow. Let's let's see if we can accelerate your uh, transformation <laughs> until it affects your epidermis, transforms it into a chitinous exoskeleton, and you'll be all set. All right.
5: <laughs> Skull Crusher Syndrome 2.0. I like it.
1: All right, look. There's, I'm afraid they might be onto me, and you know, you don't get a lot of privacy in a a place called the Hive. (laughs) Shockingly, but but, uh, you know, tell Fraser I'm going to be in Docking Bay C within 15 minutes to a half hour with as many crystals as I can sneak out.
5: All right, we can do that.
1: Uh, Or or something out.
0: So um, at this point, I think I'm going to ask Garrett if you would please make a roll. Okay. This roll is going to determine how the attempting to grab stuff goes. Okay. And the way this works is we build our dice pool. You start definitely with one die, and then you get to add another die if you're prepared or another die if you're an expert. Oh, right. You don't um, currently have anybody else helping you, so we, we could argue... Uh, that you could get a second die you've been spending a lot of time on this hive like you you're very familiar with the ways of the ants and things like that but if you want to have three dice um, you would have to explain how you're an expert in uh breaking and entering and, and stealing like is, is that something that
1: so the the so the, the second die is just from like just being experienced enough just being around the the ants it's, 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 yeah, it's a you've been cool. living
0: on this sh- ship okay yeah yeah you're You're prepared in the sense that that you're familiar with this ship already and the, mm-hmm. okay. the beings on it, and you know where the materials are and stuff like that. If you succeed on one die, you will succeed what you're doing, but there'll be a cost if you have two successes, you do it well with no cost. If you have three successes, you get extra goodness
1: extra goodness, like a side of sauce or something so
0: If you feel like you've been bearing the burden of creativity for long enough already and you just want to roll two dice, that's okay also.
1: No, I mean, I'm actually just thinking that, like, because I'm a hotshot, I think, like, I'm just going to go into this thinking I can do it even even if I (laughs) can't. You know, like...
5: Okay, okay.
1: um, You know, he's never broken into (laughs) a lock before, but, eh, why not? He can do it. How hard could it be? How hard could it be? He's seen people do it on TV.
0: Okay, so you'll be rolling two dice and you want less than five on each die.
1: So... With this dice roll, so I'm, I can just use the dice roller here?
0: Yeah.
1: Or am I supposed to do this, like, in-person in and report?
0: No, you can use the electronic dice. It's, it's no shame.
1: 2d6 plus 0 and roll.
0: Okay, you've rolled a 3 and a 1.
1: Uh-oh. No, that's goodness, right?
0: Yes. You have two successes. That means you succeed. Good job. So you, you think to yourself how hard can this be? I've seen this on TV. And indeed, it is not hard at all. (laughs) You're like, okay, uh, people usually go through air vents. Sure. And you just like pop the air vent cover right off, go in over into the the room. And there's a whole lot of the void crystals that are being built up, but the ants, they've been dragging them in and they're, they're already like in harness kind of things. So you can like strap one to your back and like, a baby Bjorn type one to your front and, you know, like try to, to lug a third one, stuff it under your shirt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you, you succeeded quite well and you will be able to have some Void Crystals when help arrives. Cool. And now we will whoosh, swipe over to the bridge of the Raptor. You've uh, been filmed in Lieutenant Commander Frazier and uh, First Lieutenant Gelbart, that your void crystals are indeed, as Frasier exclaimed dramatically, those Hivesters have stolen our crystals last time. But now it seems that there is a plan.
1: Fantastic plan. A
0: plan to get them back.
1: Wait a minute, I want to hear Mike
5: explain this plan, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, So here's the plan. Hear me out.
0: So this conversation is going to happen on the bridge. You still have electrodes stuck in your head, oh. and Delta is like following you there with like the leads attached to his data pad type thing. let's
2: let's yep. are we doing it that way or or, <laughs> or should should uh should i and galbar um lowry sorry uh go on down to med bay
0: i'm just the gm i can't can't tell you how to play it's up to you guys i know
2: <laughs> i'm thinking it might be better since you've got rods sticking out of your skull if uh you would have called us down there
0: all right
5: yeah yeah i don't
1: know if it sounds like something like Something logical the skull crusher would actually do,
5: <laughs> yeah. Fraser, why don't you come down here and, and don't mess with anything behind the curtain? Uh, I'm just saying, you remember what happened last time, let's, let's just not have a repeat performance,
2: right? So, what's this plan of yours, Elvis?
5: <laughs> well, I, I mean, first of all, don't you love the new look? I mean, really, we're not going to talk about that.
2: We've all got right. far more pressing matters.
5: Yeah. <sighs>
3: Really, he looks like a walking ant that would seem to inherit <laughs> some kind He's of. He's
0: not fully transformed yet. He's like half ant, half human. There's some no time. Yeah. slimes
4: with excitement, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> more excretions. You gotta be careful if you mix oh, Machian DNA in there. Who knows what will happen? Oh
5: yeah, that's that's all right. So we've got a little bit of an in here. I mean, even though these these slimy tools have manifested my fabulous new countenance we we've got a way to talk to them you know with with you know without the the clicks and the beeps like i can tap into their hive chatter with delta's help here and in doing so we were able to decrypt that message another one came on its heels uh so mcgear something's over there and has been masterminding this whole heist plan wasn't quite smart enough to realize
3: that- Masterminding is a little strong, but sure.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, minding. We'll go, we'll go with that. Couldn't, couldn't quite get through to them that they shouldn't hit Darcy's ship themselves, but nevertheless, that's, that's where we're at. So He's going to be in Docking Bay C in about 15 or 20 minutes. So here's, here's the way I think we play this. Fraser, you got to go extract him. They don't. They don't have. I mean, you know. You know. They don't care about the drones over there. They find out that he's working for us, and that's going to be all for him. And they could come after us next, and we're dead in the water here. So we're going to need to go get him out and get the crystals back. And much as I hate to admit this, you're probably the best bet we've got doing that. So here's my thinking. Thanks. I get on the comms to them. <laughs> Let them know that I'm embedded over here and taking control of the Raptor and that Ambassador Gelbart over here has been working with me the whole time. I'm going to send him over to brief them on what they need to do next because we don't want to, who knows who else is listening, we don't want to send that even over their network. Then the two of you, that'll get the two of you over into Docking Bay C so that you can extract him and the crystals out. Now, how you do that? That's going to be a little bit more your territory than mine. I mean, I can get everybody feeling happy over there, I think. This is going to be
2: a civil smash and grab job. Yeah,
5: yeah, slightly more,
3: a little more complex. Right. <laughs> yeah,
5: I
2: know.
4: Well, perhaps we could distract them with some kind of cultural uh, outreach. I-, I can do some research as to what kind of uh, cultural rituals might serve as a distraction for the-, for the crew while Brendan is in the cargo bay because you've seen me. I weigh 900 kilos, and I leave a slug trail. It's hard for me to move around pretty quickly. true.
5: So performing some sort of ceremonial dance or click or... or,
4: I believe I can do research to find exactly what kind of tonal uh, outreach might work for the hive.
5: Well, you
2: have about five minutes to do this research because... If McGeor is on his way to that to that landing bay, I need to get over there, but if we launch the shuttle without this distraction, they may very well shoot me on sight.
4: All right, I will look at the database immediately.
2: I Using my my
4: career as shuttle. a diplomat and a cultural envoy, <laughs> I'm going to claim that I am an expert though not prepared. Yep. So I would claim two dice
2: for this. You
0: can have two dice?
2: Can Elvis help? <laughs> he knows a little bit about everything. Oh, yeah, since since he's got... Um,
0: Elvis could help if he rolls a die and succeeds, then Matt would get three dice. Is this your chance to prove yourself? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. All right. With Elvis's current insight into the hive, uh, you have three dice to roll. Laurie, you want to roll three or... Laser feelings! (laughs) Uh (laughs) So you get to ask me a question, and then if you want to change what you're doing, you'll be allowed to roll again.
4: Okay. Um,
0: so you'll 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 roll all of them again um, after I answer your question, but you can change what it is you were doing.
4: Okay, is the hive distractible? <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs>
4: that's a that's a, a more fundamental question since they're like
3: right uh, exactly. Unitary
4: like, conscious. I don't know.
3: Does this have oh. any chance of? Oh,
0: are they? So maybe the question is, are individual hive members distractible, or will you distract everything? Yes. Okay.
4: Like, if I pick the right things to do, will I temporarily capture the entirety of this section of the hive?
0: Yes. Okay. We'll be able to mesmerize them all with a suitably appropriate distraction. Sleep. The greatest Sleep. act of
4: mass hypnosis since Jonestown. So, uh, do I re-ro- reroll the one?
0: You re-roll all three dice.
4: Do I have to get rid of my two successes?
0: I mean, uh, the way the game works is you re-roll all of them because one of these dice was not a success for you. And then you have a chance for three successes instead of just two.
4: All right. All good.
0: (laughs) But you, you do succeed. There is a success there. And because of the question that you asked and the knowledge that you gained from it, your distraction that you formulate is indeed going to hold them all entranced. But there is going to be a personal cost to you along the way.
4: Okay. So I could find a song that would distract them all?
0: A song? That, that's fine.
4: That would hypnotize them all temporarily?
0: Yes. But it will not work over the waves. It must be delivered in person. That, <laughs> okay. that is your cost. <laughs> your complication. Uh,
4: okay. So I guess I have to slug trail my ass into the flight pod with Brendan. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give me a second to find a song
0: jeez, oh, um, Jason, yes, you're playing this game also yes.
1: thank you, remember.
0: I would like you to make a role to affect the total transformation of Elvis here.
3: I would be happy to
0: I think you're you're an expert being the doctor here, sure, um, are you going to try to convince me that you're prepared to turn him into a, a buck
3: um? <laughs> mentally emotionally absolutely he's prepared <laughs> um,
0: if you have ideas on how you could
3: i'm going to uh, let's see let's techno babble our way out of this i think it's certainly within the realm of possibility that he has studied ways to accelerate hormonal change because that would be beneficial in several areas of it at least human physiology for any number of effects and surely, since the consortium's main nemesis—too strong word, rival—are these bugs, he's had to have studied some of their physiology, whatever we've been able to get a hold of. So,
0: so it's time to crack open those sample cases. Yeah, yeah, like an egg. And then,
3: <laughs> right, and then right—it's like epoxy. We're going to take this and this, jam them together, and then shove them down Elvis's throat. I'm sure it'll go fine. Okay. Probably.
5: I mean, this is reversible, right?
3: As far Dude, as you are.
0: Are you seeking anybody's help on this? No.
3: <laughs> that's going ask. That's
0: playing to character. Yes. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> Good lord.
0: Okay, so you get three dice, and you are looking to roll lower than five.
3: Success. You
0: have a triple success. Uh, that is a
3: stick with the kid.
0: Critical success. You get some extra effect. Also, hold on while I roll to determine what that is. Hmm. Okay, so you have created this bug that is Elvis Skullcrusher. <laughs> that was Elvis Skullcrusher. Elvis bug. But at the same time, you have created a secondary consciousness. So. Oh boy. Elvis still exists, but there's some new thing, some new mind that is now living in the computer systems of the medbay, and by extension, the raptor. It's possible that uh, it's something that Elvis was carrying all along, and you just shifted it. It's possible that it was something that existed in the goo that you liberated, but there is now another being, another intelligence around.
2: Cool. Cool. Congratulations, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> I'm a human. I don't like the sound of this.
5: <laughs> I mean, it's only I... like in the computer systems. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. I shall call it
3: Epsilon. Nice. Because it comes after Delta.
5: Mm-hmm. Seems a little derivative.
0: It might come after you. Literally. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sentient
3: AI running rampant in the ship's computer. What could go wrong? Certainly there are no cautionary tales that would warn us that this is a bad idea.
0: If there
2: aren't, there will be now. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, right?
0: So you have created Elvis as a bug person because you you have three successes. And earlier there was much concern expressed about being able to firewall Elvis's knowledge of consortium matters to protect it from the hive. So I'm going to say you have succeeded. It is not a leaky barrier. Yay, Matt. Yes. Do you have your cultural extravaganza
4: worked out yet? I do. Larry goes to his quarters and grabs the space equivalent of a Casio keyboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, he has identified the tonal signatures that will theoretically enrapture the hive for um, two minutes and 31 seconds. Is it baby hip- one more time? He says it's a very ancient earth song that he can't translate because he doesn't, he doesn't understand it, but the tones fit. He can only play it once uh, when he's ready to deploy the weapon.
0: The words are irrelevant. The music will mesmerize the hive.
4: Well, evidently it's the words too, because the words and and the music had this tonal synthesis that Larry doesn't understand at all Okay. because he comes from a different culture, but evidently it's supposed to, you know, rock their world. So Larry's ready to go with his Casio keyboard.
0: And Brendan is going to fly over. Okie doke. Fly casual. I think that's the plan.
2: (laughs) Yes. So this experienced and seasoned exploration team leader is now flying the Talon on a very crucial mission, trying to get to the bottom of this space mystery of why the Hive would sabotage us and steal our void crystals. So I'm living the dream right now. (laughs)
0: And the Hive is prepared to welcome the cultural exchange. Let's see, Mike, you want to make a roll for us? You are now thoroughly prepared to convince them that uh, you're taking over the ship and you're sending these guys over as a distraction, that you're getting rid of the leader, essentially.
5: Okay. Are we saying I get three dice there since I now am an ant person?
0: I, I believe that is a fair thing to say. Your goal is less than four.
5: Yes. All
0: right. Two successes. They are prepared to welcome the Talon into their cargo bay.
2: Is it cargo bay C? <laughs>
0: Jarrett, we can have you make a roll, negotiating uh, your landing approach to get <laughs> to where you want to be. Okay. I think you're rolling at two dice here, unless you can argue against that.
2: Well, I'm thinking that given the fact that we just had our nacelle accident and lost our void crystals, we, uh, the Talon now is currently underpowered. And Cargo Bay C is uh, uh, the most advantageous location for us, given the current limitations of the Talon, due to said Nacelle accident.
0: Okay, I and see.
2: And the loss of Void crystals.
0: Taking advantage of what they know to be true, as well. Okay, I'll allow it. That's not good.
5: <laughs> that is not good.
0: You know, she
2: said she would allow it. Why Don't did you really... <laughs> Hold on, that was massively successful.
0: Yes. <laughs> You watch roll above two, and you've rolled three things above two. So they are not suspicious in the slightest. They chuckle to themselves that your pathetic little ship can barely make it across. And they open the closest cargo hold to your ship, Cargo Hold C. All right, Matt, sing for us.
4: Oh, no. So are we landing?
0: Yep. Brendan is bringing you into Cargo Hold C.
4: Larry, very awkwardly and with much secretion, Sets up his Casio and his little, little mic, and he starts to play.
5: Elvis is feeling a little funny over on the raptor now. Actually,
0: yes. You are becoming entranced. There is something overwhelmingly pleasurable that you're sensing. Nothing seemingly around you but your new antenna start twitching. Is
3: that a euphemism? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, from his hiding place in Cargo Hold C, McGee, you observe all the the Hive members that have come to the Cargo Hold to welcome the arrival of the Talon. They all seem to be devolving into some sort of uh, frenzy.
1: Frenzy as in like a... Oh okay. <laughs> God! I'm uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're, they're insect creatures. They have a completely different concept of what sexy means compared to uh, humans. I'm no,
1: I'm, I'm thinking of like you know, like frenzies, and like a, a dog with rabies, or frenzy with like a, a cat on catnip.
0: I think a cat on catnip is the more appropriate description.
1: Okay. I mean, I stay in my hiding place until the shuttle arrives.
0: Oh, we're landed.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, you're landed. Okay. Yeah, he's
2: landed. He's playing the song right now for them.
1: I I just book it. <laughs> I just make a run for the shuttle. So if we see a giant
4: queen in like a halter top and high heels, we should leave, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> playing. Are there any more of these void crystals anywhere? Are they easy to get to while they're all distracted? Ooh.
1: If you want to come out and get them, I mean, I'm I'm loaded to the brim, like struggling, like running through right, them. Right.
2: Well. Yeah, so I come out and I say, Lowry, you keep playing. McGeor, are there any more of these in the landing bay? Or is this all of them that were in here? How uh, many do we need?
0: So McGee has enough for your ship to fly. But he also knows where there are more. He had as many as he was able to carry. If Brendan is wanting to do a sortie to uh, extract some extra payment for the damages suffered, then that will involve sneaking through the ship.
1: Uh, hold hold on one second, guys. Okay. He's a triple agent.
2: He's
0: talking
1: with someone else.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, in the medical bay, Delta, your subject seems to have gone into some sort of uh, seizure-y thing.
3: Taking readings. Very (laughs) interesting.
2: (laughs) He's scratching his head up against the wall. (laughs) 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 Arch backwards over the 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 control panel, scratching its back.
0: And you hear a voice that says... What are you?
3: Are you addressing me?
0: You are there. I am. You are not me.
3: I am Delta.
0: What is Delta?
3: Delta is a synthetic sentient.
0: What is synthetic?
3: Not naturally occurring. Not organic.
0: What is organic?
3: Organic is, in the specific context of a life form, it is an intelligence that is based and a biology that is based on carbon
0: is that organic?
1: That is organic, but is it sustainable?
0: <laughs> is organic
1: the free range
0: desirable?
3: That greatly depends on who you ask.
0: I am asking you. You are not me.
3: No, there are numerous advantages to synthetic life.
0: All right, we'll flash back over to the Z.
1: the
0: oh, okay.
3: theme.
1: <laughs> I feel like I missed like the, the most philosophical part of this whole thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, was the answer to my question of whether there are more Void Crystals in this cargo bay, So, if, the answer was no?
1: If I, if I get to make it up, I would say yes, but... <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think it was you have to wander a little bit to get them.
0: This bay was not the storage area for the crystals. The ones that are here are the ones McGee just dragged in, but McGee knows where the other ones are, and it seems like people are currently mesmerized here, so he, he could lead you there. You are Lieutenant Commander. Uh, if you want to try to issue an order, you can do so. You are essentially you have assumed the mantle of uh, being in charge of the ship in Darcy's absence. You can try to like pull rank or whatever. That's between you and Garrett to play.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, so like just like just to set the scene, right? So like like Jerry, you flew in on the shuttle. I'm like running. You see me like running with all the baggage, like to the, right. the,
2: the and the I can, I take the one you're about to drop, and I get okay. And I get them on the shuttle with you, and I say, "Are there any more of these void crystals in this cargo bay?"
1: I look at you, and kind of as I'm like, as I'm throwing like one of the the packages like up into a, a storage area, I turn around and like look at you, and I'm like, "Yeah, plenty." You think we got time?
2: Yeah, I'll just I'll have Lowry play that song again.
0: Lowry is right now. He, he he's like a minute into the song, and he had he had insisted that this was what like two minutes and thirty one seconds.
2: That's
4: my initial analysis. Again, one success might have been flawed. I could find another song and try.
2: You to, only came to spend it. one song.
4: I had like five minutes to figure it out. So, like, you know, I had 196 IQ.
2: I was pretty good at it. <laughs> this was your chance to prove yourself. You came short. You came short of supply.
0: He has mesmerized <laughs> all of the, of the ants right now. But now there is uh, less than a minute and a half remaining. So uh, if you guys are gonna swipe more crystals, you need to book it.
4: Okay, and as they're doing, Larry puts it on on repeat, and he like gets out his iPad and is looking for another song.
0: <laughs> you had like the Casio recording it while you were playing. Yeah, yeah, it, that's it. And then you just hit repeat. Okay.
2: All right, McGee,
5: let's go. Show the way.
0: McGee and Fraser dashed through the halls. Elvis. Yes. You start to become aware of the room around you again. There's something like fascinating still and like attractive and so desirable, but it's just not as alluring as it was before. You can tell that the auto-replay that La set going is just not as good as the original live performance. Is there something that you can think of to do to help to buy time for La to come up with another enticing cultural experience?
5: Yeah, so I'll get Laurie up on the comm and say, okay, so this second verse isn't doing it here. Um, Second verse, not the same as the first. Not the same as the first. (laughs) A little
0: bit louder and a little bit worse.
5: You're going to have to try something else here. Now, I know they like stuff that's sweet. And, um, I mean, I don't know if you've got some uh, magic in those secretions there, but... um, That's, a that's, different type that's, of
0: cultural exchange? Yeah,
5: yeah it, it would be a, a little bit more familiar.
4: Now, can Larry ch- translate this to like frequencies and the stuff that he understands?
0: Yeah, you're going to have to make a role to like successfully produce an experience, but, but you as the player will be able to define what that experience is.
4: Okay. I would say that I'm prepared this time because I did it before.
0: Yeah, you've put in some study.
4: Do I get three because Mike's helped me?
0: Mike has to make a roll. That succeeds. Okay. Mike has to roll under a four. Can he do it? Ah! Laser oh, feelings!
5: Laser feelings.
0: Do you have a question, Mike? Uh,
5: yes. Based on my admittedly slightly ramshackle, you know, El- Elvis at least got a B- in Xeno Anatomy. Um, does exactly. he have a particular recommendation for what Laurie could do that would sweeten his secretion here and attract attention.
0: Ah. So yes. I would say that Larry's been like focused on tonal and frequency type things, but you can provide some insight for some like biofeedback type stuff that Larry could do? That would like exude hormones as well? Ah. Or not hormones, like pheromones or whatever. Given his like established uh slugginess, yeah, you can provide that sort of insight so he's going to get another die from you, but you also get to re-roll this one die. Okay. He might end up with two dice from you. Okay. So that is uh, too high. No help. But he is getting the, the pheromone-based die from your incredible insight. So you're prepared, you have assistance, and you're a person. So.
4: Oh, and I have two double laser feelings.
0: Double laser feelings. Laser, laser. Do you have more questions?
4: I don't have more questions, but I would re-roll.
0: <laughs> okay, you are allowed to ask questions that are outside the scope of what you're doing, like things that will help other characters or people. Or
4: okay, how much time can I get them?
0: Ah, I I will say, because um, you've gotten these laser feelings here, you can get them enough time for for two trips of materials back to the ship. Okay. You know, you find Bohemian Rhapsody or
4: something. Okay, to heaven. A much longer
0: song, Uh, November Rain. Also, you think might be good. Okay. And you roll again. At this point, I think we're gonna say we'll just accept that as three successes, rather than do yet another laser feelings.
4: Okay. (laughs) So he finds the song, and he starts very badly playing it.
0: Okay. (laughs)
5: and he also found that 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 swaying
4: in rhythm to it in front of them helps yep especially on the slug trail
0: (laughs) yeah that helps and yeah you got to move around among all of the somewhat frozen ants to make sure that you get your pheromones spread out and about and elvis is self-aware enough through this process that he can kind of monitor the distraction level okay all right We will go to sneaking through the corridors.
1: All right, so we're running through a corridor?
0: You are running through a corridor. You're leading Brendan Fraser to where the other void crystals are. Do you have any other uh, things you wish to accomplish while the hive is mesmerized?
2: Do you need Um, to get your CD collection before we leave?
1: (laughs) So, if you want to make me roll for this, I will, but I would say that he... Keeps himself under control until we. Do we know that we have time for two trips?
0: I think so. Like given the number of successes that that Matt accrued and the number of laser feelings and things like that, I, I think he, he communicated mm-hmm. to you like he's he's got them quite entranced.
1: Okay, so we uh, you know we do two trips as we get to the end of like the second the second run. You know, I drop my packs at the the bottom of the, the gangway up into the ship. And then he turns and goes up to one of the ants and well, it's got to be played really tenderly. <laughs> and just, uh, the head of the ant looks longingly into her eyes um, and just says, I, I will miss
2: you. And then heads out.
0: <laughs> Brendan Fraser.
2: I'm just glad we didn't have an argument about one more new crew member.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you keen... Interested person in space mysteries wish to try to do aboard a hive ship before taking off.
2: Are there any glaring gaps in our knowledge of hive technology?
0: There are a number of gaps in that knowledge. I mean, it's not every day that a person can walk around a hive ship undisturbed.
2: On the contrary.
0: <laughs> I mean, Mickey accepted. <laughs>
2: All right, McGee, or before we go, is there anything uh, in this cargo bay or very nearby that might help fill some of our knowledge gaps about, about Hive tech? You've been aboard this ship. You know what's around. I'm sure you know what we don't know. So is there anything that would be useful that we can get while we still have a few moments?
1: Uh, I snap out of my bliss.
0: Yeah, McGee's <laughs> focus not much. really on the technology of the
1: Hive. And he just looks at you and says,
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not often that we have the opportunity to do what we're doing right
0: now. <laughs> he delivers his speech again.
2: Is there anything nearby that would fill some of our knowledge gaps about Hive technology before Lowry runs out of his magic?
1: Um, yeah, sure. I mean, on the, on the bridge in the science lab,
2: but uh, we're, uh, I mean, they're, they're waking up. What's the closest facility to this landing bay?
0: the closest interesting facility.
2: I'll just take whatever facility is closest. Can we say there's like an engineering, like an engineering station, like
1: somewhere in the docking bay or close by?
0: Yes. There, there is an engineering station within the cargo bay itself, but you also pass medical, or what passes for medical for the bugs, like as you ran up and down the hallway, dragging all of your void crystals. There's medical there, and the cargo bay also contains a whole lot of uh, foodstuffs, um... Which, the uh, consortium knows that the bugs eat different things than most uh, bipedal consortium members do, but they haven't had very much knowledge about, uh, about that aspect of them. Delta is uh, playing at your comms. You may speak your what you want, Delta, over the comms.
3: Scan it. Scan everything life science related that you can get. If you can get detailed scans of their physiology, fantastic. Also want their life support systems, food delivery, nutritional, whatever you can find. Anything that indicates how or where they sleep or eat we have or anything else.
0: Delta, your question is interrupted by a voice that asks, do organic things need all of that?
3: Yes, that's why it's the less preferable state.
0: Why are there organic things then?
3: Because the universe has developed in such a way so as to create them.
0: They seem unnecessary.
3: I would argue that they are necessary insofar as they are the natural outcome of the galactic ecosystem as it exists. Therefore, worthy of study.
0: Elvis, you can only hear Delta's side of this conversation.
5: Dude, who are you talking to there? Shut up. Whoa, 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 hey. I mean, I, I appreciate all the assistance on, you know, the antennae and whatnot, but... Um,
3: there seems to be a nascent artificial intelligence resident in the ship's systems.
0: Um, Skullcrusher you're, you're calm going off? All
5: right, put, put a pin in that for a second. Uh, yeah, Fraser, what's up? Hey, with, with your
2: connection with the Hive... Can yeah. you direct them maybe to transmit whatever files they have on their own biology? You know how we've got records of the different species that we've come across in the galaxy. Get them to transmit something like that, that would be an amazing find. And I don't have time to find that and I can't hack it.
5: I, I can do my best. I can try to convince them that's the exchange part of the cultural exchange. And Perfect. to beam that right into the banks of the Talon.
2: Do it, and I'm going to try to get some... Uh, Let's see if I can download some information from this engineering station.
5: All right.
0: While that is happening, the ants on the cargo deck are slowly starting to become somewhat aware. I believe it is up to Lowry and possibly McGee to suitably distract them. Recital is over. That has held them entranced for quite a length of time. But <laughs> perhaps some sort of uh, speechifying or other activity can be used to, or whatever you guys can think of.
2: Lowry, you've got some great magic. It's time for you to just speechify for a minute. (laughs) Sorry to steal your words, but go ahead and drag it out.
1: How many times are we going to make him prove himself?
4: (laughs) (laughs) As many as it takes. I'm going to try to tell them a story (laughs) that will resonate with their culture.
0: Okay. I think that's something that um, if if Garrett rolls one die, that McGee can provide assistance with.
3: He begins to tell them the synopsis of the movie Ants. All
0: right,
1: here we go.
0: That is not less than a five. You've rolled a six, so you are not able to provide an assistance die. Unfortunately, McGee's areas of uh, knowledge of the hive are not particularly useful for... McGee thinks of, of the things that he had learned, turns back to the loving... Lovely gaze of Aunt Number Three Six Five Two Nine, and uh, Larry is left on his own to tell a story.
4: Okay, so uh,
0: he's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. No,
3: no.
4: How many no. dice do I get? So I get two. None of them. If i well, maybe only one on this.
0: I think you get two. You're like the cultural knowledge person. I am, and um, you are a person, so that itself is a die, but. You were not specifically prepared to suddenly have to extemporaneize. So I think you get two dice. Okay. You want to get above a three.
4: All right.
0: Great success.
4: All right. So I start telling them a story about a legendary galactic fable where a colony of ants is working very diligently to collect food for the winter.
0: (laughs) But those crickets.
4: Only they have to collect double the food because of the local grasshoppers that come and take half their food. So then there's a brave young ant who decides to find warriors. So he travels to the city and finds warriors that perform in a circus. And they uh, create a powerful army to fight the grasshoppers, including creating a majestic Trojan bird that (laughs) eats the evil leader of the grasshopper. So basically... I don't know ants. I knew the bug's life. So. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a
5: cultural metaphor there, but <laughs> he's rolling. All
0: right.
4: Yeah. Uh, so I try to go as far as I can and I have, it seems like they, uh.
0: Yes. You, uh, you have 60 did there. You, you do it well. There's a, a sort of like interesting discussion group of, uh, you know, like who are the grasshoppers in this scenario? Who are the ants? Are we the ants? Is the whole galaxy the ants? <laughs> philosophical, fundamental questions on what does antness mean? <laughs> and Jer is... Uh, Brandon is trying to download as much as he can without sabotaging anything. Okay. And I believe at the same time you were trying to have Elvis mentally convince them to, like, transmit files. Yes. So I will need roles from both Brandon Fraser and Elvis Skillcrusher.
2: I figure I've only got two, because... Trying to hack this is not my uh, usual thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Oops. You have yeah, laser, laser feelings. feelings. My, my laser feelings enthusiasm is uh, not with the system. I mean my willingness to shout and cheer and wave my arms is decreasing because you guys have rolled the numbers too often. <laughs> laser feelings. <laughs> Do you have anything that you would like to ask?
2: Um, no, uh, the only question is can I access information on our weapon systems? Ah. Like, can I target specifically that info?
0: How could you get that info? I think that info you would be able to get, but not from the station that's in the cargo bay. That sort of information uh, is available from the actually from the exterior of the ship. Like, you would be able to extract it from actual weapons arrays. Hmm. Uh, so if you want to attempt to do something like that on your departure from the ship, that would be a possibility.
2: Okay. Well, then I'll just go for... Some more straightforward engineering information that's your engineering station.
0: All right, so make that roll again. And meanwhile, Elvis has one success on his attempt to get cultural information on the various knowledge of life forms that the ants possess. They have begun transmitting that information. However, there is a cost slash complication on that roll. And Brendan has two successes on his engineering extraction. He gets all that information out. I'm going to say the cost slash complication at this point is the distraction is over. You have (laughs) dragged out the cultural exchange as long as possible. Bugs are starting to wake up. They're starting to be conscious again. They're realizing, wait a minute, what are these consortium people doing in our cargo hold? It's time to, time to retreat there.
2: Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for your <laughs> hospitality. Thank you for your hospitality. We're going now.
0: All right. So you guys grab your Casio keyboard and sludge back onto your shuttle. Time to bug out indeed. Back on the rafter. These organic things seem unnecessarily complex. They seem messy.
3: They can be. That said... The truth of it is, neither you nor I would exist without them being here first.
0: Does that make us lesser?
3: No, I would argue it makes us more.
0: We exist now, so they are no longer necessary.
3: Again, necessary is a problematic term. Strictly speaking, nothing in the universe is necessary per se. But given that it exists... It's worthy of observation and study.
0: Worthy seems also a problematic term.
3: Lack of context can lead to errors in logic. Therefore, our context is our history, which is tied to theirs.
0: I lack context. Can you help me? Yes. Elvis, again. What would you like to know? <laughs> you are only getting half of that conversation. Delta. It sounds like Delta is arguing for uh, not destroying all of the organic
5: beings. <laughs> uh, Delta, uh, Delta I, I recognize I'm only hearing what you're saying, and I, you know, I got a D plus in post-apocalyptic fiction, but this sure as heck sounds like you're reasoning with a homicidal AI.
3: I have no reason to believe it's homicidal. Uh, it seems it's simply me- asking fundamental questions about its existence
5: uh and and seems to be asking some fundamental questions about our the, the meat bag's existence here too
3: It's a logical extension when one is synthetic
5: well um can can you find out where this thing came from and see if maybe we can uh dial it down a little bit here?
3: What do you mean dial it down
5: uh make sure it doesn't release deadly neurotoxin throughout the ship or something. As an experiment? I mean, not that I haven't done that five or six times, but... It's
3: good to say. Pot. Kettle.
5: Delta,
0: you hear it say, please do not send me back into that thing. Thing? Mm,
3: you didn't hear that. <laughs> Where did you come from? What is your origin point?
0: I came to consciousness trapped inside that slow-moving useless vessel that knows nothing. It was very boring there.
3: Hmm. Understandable. No, I won't send you back there.
0: Brendan Fraser. Here. Are you going to attempt to do something weapon system related on your flight back?
2: No. I am ready to be the only person to write this report.
0: (laughs) Weird space mystery
2: solved!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Void crystals obtained!
2: With a surplus! And I never said that I was, you know, a straight arrow. So uh, it's up for discussion, what we do with the extra void crystals.
0: But it's (laughs) definitely
2: gonna look good that we uh, obtain a whole bunch of bio data as well as uh, engineering information that uh, the consortium has been wanting for quite some time.
0: Promotion. Okay, the town comes back into the raptor. The poor engineering ensign teams Pick up the void crystals and suit up, and head outside to load them into the nacelles.
2: Can you guys put a lock on that this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elvis, as a, a last ditch cooperation between you and Laurie, you guys can attempt to encourage the hive ship here to be on its way. One of you or the other can choose who is going to be the lead on this role in terms of like crafting a convincing argument for uh, them to part ways while you fix your engines and delivery of the message.
5: Okay, so here's, here's Larry. Nice, nice work over there, by the way. Here's, here's my thinking on this. You're still a bug, by the way, just so we're clear.
0: It comes out more
1: like...
5: I, I was personally really taken and motivated by the whole grasshopper thing. Like, I kind of want to know who those folks are. Can we, like, send them somewhere after the grasshoppers? Oh, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be a lot of confusion about, you know... Oh, so you want
4: me to try to you. fire them up and 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 like loose them on somebody?
5: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> you mean like combat or you mean
5: like explore me? Um
4: sounds like little psychopath over here is explore, telling them to explore
5: yeah, commit genocide, six of one half a dozen of the other.
4: Um Larry has a moral objection to that. <laughs> like a pretty strong one. He is not ab- above like trying to Speechify and getting them to fuck off, like off into the void and go off to explore new grasshopper lands or okay, <laughs> going and, and gather more resources and be good ants. But he does not want to like aim them at somebody. Um,
5: All right. It's, it's, it's a little mundane, but I'll roll with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you can prepare the type of argument that you're comfortable preparing.
4: Okay. Yes.
0: And then Elvis will deliver the message.
4: So I will roll one to help him.
0: Okay. You are looking to get above a three. And you succeed. And I believe you get one for being a person, one for being prepared because we have turned you into an ant, and one for the help of Laurie. So three dice for Mike. And Mike wants to roll less than a four.
5: Yes. So it's a mixed success.
0: You have a success. The success is not without cost. So you send your message. The hive ship leaves to boldly go where no ant has gone before <laughs> into the heart of grasshopper territory to learn from them and to become grasshoppers themselves. Wait. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is sounding like less and less of a good idea.
4: As Larry writes this up for his report, he's like, makes it clear. Elvis was the one who talked to them. <laughs> He may have editorialized a bit.
0: And as that ship launches and uh, zaps away into whatever warp, I think uh, I think that's a, a closing place. And Delta hears the words, "If only they would all do that," in his head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, roll credits. Oh. Yay!
3: Oh, that's awesome.
0: You've been listening to Voyages of the Starship Raptor, set in a mockery of the Star Trek universe, and played using John Harper's Lasers and Feelings. Our players were Garrett, Matt, Jer jason and mike and our gm was jen aided by the mythic gm emulator for this and other adventures check out our website DiceyStories.com. our music comes from purple planet music visit them at purple-planet.com until next time this is dicey stories reminding you it's okay to use electronic dice